Welcome to Australian Women Preach, a podcast that aims to raise women's voices in preaching the gospel. Our intention is to model the church we want to be, inclusive, diverse and welcoming. Brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church and The Grail in Australia. Greetings. My name is Catherine McCall, and I'm delighted to participate in the Australian Women Preach Initiative. Today, I am located on the land of the Gadigal people, known to many of us now as Sydney. I pay my respect to their elders, past, present and emerging, with deep appreciation for this beautiful part of our earth. I'm a member of the Sisters of the Good Samaritan, currently on the leadership team. I like to think of myself as a learner and teacher with a particular interest in breaking open God's word with others and for myself. Today's gospel for the 14th Sunday in Ordinary Time is from Mark, chapter 6, verses 1 to 6. Let me begin with an experience of our natural world. The Good Samaritan Sisters have a property near Camden in New South Wales. On that property, in conjunction with the Biodiversity Conservation Trust, we are undertaking ecological restoration. Last November, we noticed an abnormal amount of butterflies. I'm indebted to the project manager on site for the description of what was observed. It was mating season for the fiery copper butterflies hence their large number. The female lays her eggs on the stems of the Berseria bush shrubs that are endemic in the local area. The white blossom of the Berseria, its green foliage, and the copper colour of the butterflies made for a wonderful visual display. What happens next is truly amazing. In April, the eggs hatch into larvae on the stems of the Berseria. These larvae are then retrieved by Notunctus ants. These larvae are then retrieved by Notunctus ants, which nest around the base of the Berseria. The larvae are carried back to the ant nests. Then each night, under the cover of darkness, the larvae are escorted up and out of the ground to feed on the leaves of the Berseria. At least four ants provide protection for each larva. When the larvae finish feeding before dawn, they are escorted back to the nest to rest until the next night. In return, the larvae secrete a sugary substance which nourishes the ants. The larvae continue in this daily pattern until they form their chrysalis within the ant nest. The new fiery copper butterflies emerge from the ant nests in the following spring, and the cycle begins all over again. This relationship between the fiery copper butterfly and the Tonkus ant simply delighted me. If I'd seen ants collecting newly hatched larvae on the stems of the Berseria, I would have concluded that they were feeding on the larvae. I would never, without a guide, have imagined the intricate symbiotic relationship between these two creatures. 
I tell this story because it seems to me that in today's gospel, there are assumptions and judgments being made about Jesus that are not correct. The people of his hometown think that they know him, but they fail to understand. The evangelist Mark does not provide the reader and hearer with much information about the origins of Jesus. There are no infancy stories. The gospel begins with an adult Jesus who comes from Nazareth in Galilee to be baptised by John. Then, after a busy time of exorcising demons, healing and teaching, calling disciples and naming the twelve, Mark tells us in chapter 3 that Jesus went home. On that occasion, his family tried to seize him, seemingly to protect him from what his critics were saying about him. Then, according to Mark, his mother and brothers come and call to him from outside. On receiving this message, the Mark and Jesus declares that whoever does the will of God is his brother and sister and mother. We're not told if Jesus actually has any contact with his immediate family or how this home visit ended. Now, at the beginning of chapter 6, the Gospel for today, the evangelist Mark provides us with another narrative of Jesus visiting his hometown. He arrives with a group of disciples who have been journeying with him around Galilee and across the sea on more than one occasion. This time in his hometown, the Mark and Jesus goes to the synagogue on the Sabbath and begins to teach. The initial response of those who hear him is astonishment. They are astonished at his wisdom and his mighty works. No doubt their astonishment is due not only to what they are hearing on this Sabbath day, but also to their prior experience. They have probably heard of, and maybe even witnessed, his teaching, especially the parables, and his works of exorcism and healing. Mark has given us in the previous two chapters the parable of the sower, the parable of growing seed, and the parable of the mustard seed. The reader has journeyed with the Mark and Jesus as he calmed the storm, exorcised the legion of demons from the man in the land of the Gerizines, raised the daughter of Jairus, and healed the woman who had been hemorrhaging for 12 years. Indeed, his wisdom is great, and his deeds are mighty. The reader is coming to know that Jesus is from and of God. However, the congregation in the synagogue that day that are listening to Jesus in chapter 6 do not conclude that he is from God. Their astonishment gives way to rejection. They take offence. Why? because they think that they know who Jesus is. After all, they know him as a tecton, that is, someone who works with his hands, perhaps a carpenter. They know his mother, his brothers and his sisters. We might wonder why the father of Jesus is not mentioned. In this society, a person's identity is expressed in relation to their father, 
not their mother. This statement then can be seen as belittling or even dismissive. As a woman, I am also concerned that the brothers of Jesus have names, but not his sisters. Do they, his sisters, have less value? Still today, women's names, voices, stories and experiences are less well known. I pause at the pain of this experience. Those who hear Jesus have taken offence because he does not act or speak as they expect. They think that they know and understand his origin and identity, but they are wrong. Their blindness and closure have consequences. Mark tells us that Jesus is unable to do any deed of power there. I wonder about the times in my own life or the life of my community, whether that is family or church or workplace, where I or we think that we know the identity and message of another and we are wrong. Our conviction that we know prevents us from coming to know the other, to understanding the other, learning from the other, and growing from that experience. I wonder about our communities when I hear labels being used of one another, labels of ideology, or politics, or gender. We think we know. We think that the other is conservative or progressive, a feminist or a traditionalist. And what do these labels mean? That we take offence even before we hear the name, the voice, or the experience of the other? Today's gospel challenges me to look inside myself. Who am I not hearing? Because I think I know what the other is saying. To whom and to what am I closed? In Fratelli Tutti, Pope Francis invites us to become the society that Jesus envisaged, and I quote, We need to communicate with each other, to discover the gifts of each person, to promote that which unites us, and to regard our differences as an opportunity to grow in mutual respect. Knowing the relationship of the fiery copper butterfly and the Natonkis ant challenged me. I gave an emphatic wow as I heard it explained. The beauty of that natural setting softened and opened me to the wonder. Sometimes the others that I encounter are not so attractive at first glance. I'm challenged by the Mark and Jesus to open myself to those who speak and act as prophets, even when I don't like the message. I'm also challenged by the Mark and Jesus to continue on the way of discipleship when I am not heard or when I am dismissed. You have been listening to Australian Women Preach, brought to you by WATAC, Women and the Australian Church, and The Grail in Australia. 
You can find out more about WATAC at WATAC, W-A-T-A-C, and The Grail at grailaustralia.org.au. The music in this podcast is from the song Truth, from the album Into Silence, by songwriter, musician, theologian and teacher Danielle Ann Lynch. You can hear the full version on Spotify. Spotify.